0: Listening to ABQ Central.
1: Well, to be, fair.
0: To, be fair. To, be fair. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, with your host, Van Nunley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, this is gonna be so cool. And Fred Slow. I am. The cream, yeah. the cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 the sports animal, and talkabq.com. Hey,
1: hey, hey.
2: That beat bleed in on us. What it is, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. And we're at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee and we play on Team I 9 Sports.
3: You're. You. You're not Fred. No, sound better, (laughs) look better, probably smells a little better in here. (laughs) We're we're a good distance
2: away, so I can't tell you. Fred is on location. Fred is on assignment. Fred is on assignment in uh, beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, as he calls another competitive New Mexico Highlands game. But instead of Fred... Hey, Bonus Albuquerque. We got Robert Buck D Gibson sitting in with us again.
3: I'm back, man. Good afternoon, buddy. How you feeling? I'm I feel great. Thank you guys for having me back. This feels good. It's this this feels like I sh- I should be here now.
2: You get Van and Buck D for 3 hours today. No Monday night football, no Thursday night football, no isotopes, no lobos. It's just us two and the sports world. And boy, is it a crazy day in the sports world. Man, it's supposed to be a quiet day until we woke up. It's Wednesday, right? Like, nothing no. nothing happens on Wednesday. <laughs> boy, are we wrong today. Yes. It's a bad day for Van the Sports Fan. It is a bad day for Van the Sports Fan. Yeah, everything came crashing down for you. Just when I think <laughs> the most prolific offense in baseball, my beloved Houston Astros, are going to stage an epic comeback and go down in history as only the 12th team to ever come back from a 3-1 deficit. They get smoked, smoked 7-rip in their house by the Braves. Oh, and if that's not enough, your favorite quarterback on your favorite team
3: is an idiot. Yeah. Good morning, Van. Wake up to that. What a difference a week makes. For real. Because I was telling you, the first time I was on the show man you're you're living the high life right now. Your sure. teams are doing good, they're winning uh you you guys they came off of a win on that Thursday night. It was the beginning of the World Series it wasn't that bad, sure, but as soon as the games start rolling, it was over, right, and like I told you, I thought it was going seven, same. I thought it was going seven, It's good for baseball, good for entertainment, good for sports, and I think uh with those two teams, it needed to go seven just because um. Everyone hates Houston. Sure. And nobody expected Atlanta. Sure. So. That's a great story. Yeah. And we're going get to get into
2: that in the next two segments. We'll be talking World Series in the 415 and 430 segments. Uh, we'll be talking the Rugs crash. We'll be talking Aaron Rodgers is a doofus. We'll be talking <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. in the trade deadline. We'll be talking Giants, COVID outbreak. We're going to be talking stadium results. And, of course, in the last segment, we have our I-9 Sports Varsity. So, of course, we have the I-9 Varsity coming up at 645.
3: That's my favorite time.
2: It's the best one, right? I love it. It's the best one.
3: I love it. I look forward
2: to it every day. That's why we put it on the end, because we always know we're going to end strong with the I-9 Varsity. Yes. A lot of sports talk coming with you for the next three hours. I am Van Nunley, co-host of ABQ Central, like I previously stated. Co-host Fred Slow is on the road. The voice of New Mexico Highlands is putting in that work today. So it's me, you, and Buck D. And 505-246-0610, call us on the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline. And 505-246-0610. If you didn't notice the hotline to call in and the text line, Just so happen to be the same number. We're taking it very easy on you, loyal listener. It's the same number for both. Hit us up on the Sports Animal text line with all your hot takes. And if you want to derail our conversation, you can do that by calling in and bringing up your own topic. I want someone to call in. And speaking of that, on the line, we have Tommy. Good afternoon, Tommy. What's going on in your world?
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Tom of the Truth back at you. Just got back from Colorado celebrating Halloween with my grandkids and great grandchild. First time with the great grandchild. And then I, I had a Russia audition, had to go to Atlanta audition for my acting stuff, Michael Thomas Angel on Facebook. Shameless plug, and back well in done. Town. I
2: love it. Huh? I said shameless plug, well done.
0: Van, um, I feel your pain being <laughs> a you, Yankee sir. fan and expecting a lot. Um, I did pick before the series started, man. I did tell you four to Atlanta because I do like the underdog. Okay. It's the I was story. impressed with, with how they use their pitching staff. You won't see that every day and using the relievers, but it's all out. You only live once and you might not ever be back in this position again. So you just play one day's rest, two days rest, three days rest, whatever, just play the pitchers. But I will say this, man, your team's going to live the fight another day. If you can keep that core together, but the five-year statute of limitations for dynasty is now closed, so you have <laughs> to start over. You got to win back-to-back or two in five years. But they'll have if they can get the core of that team coming back, they'll they'll still be a pretty good team next year. Kudos to Atlanta, a team that nobody saw this coming from at the beginning of the season. A lot of people thought they would take that down downward Spiral, even though they took the Dodgers, you know, four games to three last year. I don't know why people were thinking that. But I just think the way they started and ended, people were kind of doubting them. So, hey, they're the underdog. I'm all about that. Great for them. And uh, Fred's not around, correct? That is correct. Fred, you're out there putting in that work. Miss you on the show, but I'm, I'm sure you'll be back sometime this week. And I know I don't have enough time now, but tonight we're true to the game. I am going to destroy Odell Beckham Jr. Aaron Rodgers (laughs) tonight.
2: Okay, well, we'll definitely be touching on both of those topics today here on ABQ Central. Uh, But, yeah, call into Vital Show. He's got a great show on after ours. You know sports animal legend Mike Trujillo rocking the 7 to 10 hour. So, yeah, give him your hot takes then, too.
0: They're going to be destroyed tonight. Bye, guys.
2: All right, thanks for the call, Tommy. You're a friend of the Tommy. show. We really appreciate you. So back to this Astros dynasty. And, you know, since the playoffs started, you know, Tommy is a loyal listener and a dedicated caller, and he's always on point with the topic, so we appreciate that. As far as the Astros dynasty goes, I think, I obviously, as an Astros fan, I would have liked to see one more ring, Okay, duh, to balance out the cheating year. But I think five American League championships in five years – Proves that they are a dynasty. Oh, no doubt. And I think they're only going to lose Correa next year. So the core still stays intact. They got Yuli Gurriel back. They got Altuve back. They got Bregman back. They have Michael Brantley back. They have Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker back. That is a dominant lineup. And they got two really good young players coming up uh, who will fill in some really important holes in the lineup. But they have some questions to answer for the pitching staff.
3: That's the biggest question.
2: The Verlander yes. will be back and healthy next year, but he's gonna be a free agent. Is he gonna sign a sweetheart deal to stay in Houston? Is he we'll, gonna be the same Verlander? Oh man, I think Verlander's you gonna think, be good until he's fifty. You
3: think he's a war horse like that? I like got I got gonna, I got Brady vibes from Verlander. Oh, okay. I think got he's you. gonna be good forever. Yeah. Um Correa's a big piece though. He's a real big piece. I, I don't think that can be overstated because You've been so – it's its like you're you are so used to that core. And you're like, well, if we lose one, we'll be okay. But Correa's the, the man. Yeah, Correa uh, is, is
2: wildly talented, and he steps it up in the playoffs, and he's yeah. a team leader, a big locker room guy. Right. And plus he plays in one of the most important positions, shortstop. Short. And there's only a small handful of guys as good as him at that position in sports. So it's going to be a big loss no matter what. The Astros got a kid coming up, Pedro Leon, uh, from Cuba. And I think he will probably be the Astros' shortstop next year unless Correa signs a team-friendly deal. Because that's the only way they're keeping Correa. I
3: don't think that's happening.
2: The Astros do not pay right. giant money for free agents. They never have. Like, the only reason they hung on to Biggio and Bagwell back in the day is because they signed team-friendly team deals. Mm-hmm. They just Their organization just does not – hand out the big bucks even though they can is Correa headed to New York I think the most likely destination is the Yankees yeah the Yankees have shown interest Correa has hinted at that but back to the dynasty like the Astros are going to be good I see the Astros even without Correa without a big pitching pickup which they need Mm -hmm. they got a good young core Framber Valdez Luis Garcia uh, before he got hurt, Lance McCullers Jr. looked like a true ace. And uh, they I think they need to add one more guy. So even if without Correa and without another big pitching addition, Astros are going to be back next year. They're going to win the West again next year. And then you know, for like
3: just the Braves showed you this year, anything could happen Any- in the playoffs. Anything. Yeah. Uh, as long as you get there. It's got to get there. You have to get there. Then you have a chance. Sure. I mean,
2: the Braves showed you that. This year, the Nationals showed you that in 19. Right. The Royals showed you that in 15. It's not just the big money teams, your Yankees, your Dodgers, your Red Sox that are going to compete every year. You just got to get there. And if you get hot, and kudos for the Braves, and we'll touch more on the Braves World Series win when we get back. More World Series talk on ABQ Central. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610. The... Sports animal. There they go,
0: pitch on the way. He attacks and smokes one to deep left. This one's going super That is out of the ballpark. Whoa! Over the
4: train tracks, it's 3-0 Atlanta. And Jorge Soler lands the first punch here on the top of the third inning. 0-2 on the way. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions.
2: Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Busters Presents, ABQ Central. And we're at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. As always, we play on Team I-9 Sports, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. I got a little cup of Mexico pino coffee right here. Since we moved to the afternoon show, I've been drinking gonna, more caffeine in the afternoon. I was going
3: to say, so you're the the coffee drinker at any time? Basically. Okay.
2: I am now. I like to get a little amped up at the beginning of the show and then ride it out.
3: Oh, okay. Got gotcha. it. It really doesn't
2: affect me by bedtime. But historically, like I quit drinking caffeine at lunch. But since we moved to the afternoon, I'm like... You need a little jolt when we start. So here we go. Big shout out to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Amazing organization. We love them top to bottom. We had a meeting there today at one of the locations on the Alameda. The nicest, most supportive staff in the world. Good people. Help us out in the community. We love what they do in the community. You heard it there. Your ragtag bunch, the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> I saw Overcame your, all obstacles, I and saw now when
3: the, when that was being played, and it was like, rough again. Again, I hear it
2: again and again and again and again. I'll hear it again tomorrow. I'll hear it again Friday. I'll hear it again on Saturday. And I never want to hear a clip until next year. But hey, man, if I wasn't an Astros fan, I would have been rooting for them. Like that's this is the kind of story that baseball
3: fan loves. It's so many pieces to it. So many things had to come together perfectly sure, for the Braves to win it. I, I, I didn't see it, even though it was laid out in front of me the whole playoffs, even at the end of the regular season. And, you know, with me being a Dodgers fan and they beat us, I still, even though I can't stand Houston, I still thought, I don't know, man. But it's like a storybook ending. Sure. And
2: Houston Astros, been there, done that, fifth year in a row. They've gone deep into the playoffs. Uh, six out of seven years, they've gone deep into the playoffs. I mean, it's you don't think they're going to get scared, right? They're a bunch of crafty veterans who's been there before. This ragtag bunch of young dudes and Freddie Freeman, they're the ones that are going to be scared and wide-eyed in the World Series, and they don't know what to do. Right. No. They played with heart. They overcame obstacles. Even in the World Series, they overcame obstacles. Their ace went down with a broken leg. Yeah. And they overcame that, too. It's like, who cares? Yeah, we're just going to do it. We're just <laughs> going to go out there and play as a team, one at-bat at a time, one pitch at a time. Think about it, though.
3: If the At the beginning of the season, if someone told you the Braves are going to win the, the World Series, not only that, that the MVP would not be Freeman, you know what I mean? Sure. Or Acuna. How, how would you, you – like, come on, who? Who then?
2: Who then? Who, who Who could it possibly be? A guy that's not on your team? <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> and No one's going to think it's going to be Jorge Soler. And, 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 he just so happened to play on the Kansas
3: City Royals this year. And not that he was killing it in KC. He's batting under 200 when the Braves acquired him. Everyone got revived. If you think about it, Jock Peterson the same way. If it wasn't for Jock, they may not even – get to the World Series. That is correct. Um so he came from Chicago, got revived. It was like everyone just drank the Atlanta Braves Kool-Aid and got rejuvenated. For sure. Yeah. Everyone needs a you know a change of venue, change of pace.
2: And it worked every single trade they made worked out perfectly. So shout out to GM Alex, I'm gonna mispronounce antilopathus. Is that correct? <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Try Close it. enough. That's pretty good for a first time. Something long and Greek. I don't know. He did a great job at the trade deadline. I mean, and and how do you replace a guy like Acuna Jr.? Man, Marcelo Zuna. So I mean, it's not like he was injured. He's out because allegedly domestic violence. So you got that stain on you. Astros are cheaters. Braves are wife beaters. <laughs> But the deal uh, shout out to the GM for making all those moves yeah. at the last
3: minute. Everything he did was perfect. perfect. Everything worked out perfect. Perfect. And and the and the hard thing about that is you rarely see that. You rarely see it and it pays off so quickly. You usually have to wait. Let me let me get a couple of seasons under my belt and see if this is gonna work out. But it paid off immediately.
4: Plus, I mean they're outfielders. Solar comes over and you think, you know, is he is he going to play? How much is he going to play? Is he going to be productive or not? And they get to the postseason, and you're right. Look what he does last night. Just an indication. I mean, to me, Rosario was their MVP until the last until the World Series, and Solard took over.
2: So you can look at their, their outfield, their roster on opening day, their outfield roster on opening day, their outfield roster during the All-Star break, and then their outfield roster during the World Series. Three different rosters. Wow. Nine different players played those positions at different times during the year. Wow. Friend of the show, longtime caller, longtime contributor, Lenny, is on the line. What's happening, Lenny?
5: How you doing? Well, you have to have a perfect – I mean, let's use the NFL last week. When would you have bet Mike White and Trevor Simeon winning on the same weekend?
2: True. Sure. Anybody who plays for the Cowboys gets to win football games, apparently. In
5: fact, <laughs> one guy bet a dollar on Mike White to leave the NFL in yardage. And he only won one
2: hundred twenty-five thousand on one dollar. Yeah, well, it was a thousand. He bet a, a thousand. Yeah, he bet a thousand. Oh, man. I thought he said yeah. it, but still, yeah. a thousand. Still, $125,000. dollars is Isn't that bad, crazy? Not a bad
3: day. Yeah, talking about disposable money.
2: I, I saw an inter- <laughs> I saw Lenny. I saw an interview with that guy, and he was like, "I really didn't think it was going to happen. I just wanted to make a bet, so when I went to the game, it'd be more interesting." Wow! Ended up with one hundred twenty-five k. Well, I'm glad he has that money laying around in his sock drawer that he can just drop it off just to make sure.
5: his day a little bit more enjoyable. But you got to give the Braves credit. You know, maybe the Mets can follow this model. I'm a Met fan. And then you look at the other side with all the moves the Padres make, and they come out hot, and then they collapse in August and September. So you never know what's going to happen. But next year, the biggest problem is going to be the L.A. Dodgers with their payroll. Can they keep putting out a quarter million dollars a year in payroll?
2: Well, they got that multi-billion-dollar TV deal, so they
5: I mean, do. It's th- the TV deal is like three hundred million a year, but at a certain point, you want some of that profit back into your team as opposed to fifty million profit. Sure, I, I get you there. You got, the re- you got the repeater tax, and you got everything else above two hundred million you have to pay.
2: Yeah, the luxury tax ain't no joke if you do it for a few years in a row. It escalates pretty fast. But the Dodgers... Wait, after
5: two years, it's three for one.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers and Yankees and Red Sox, yeah. and to some extent the Cubs, they got f money anyways. Mm-hmm. They could spend as much well, on a roster as they want. Well,
5: well, so does the Mets. He's the richest owner in baseball. Sure. But he still doesn't know what he's doing yet. It's like he just bought something as a toy, and no one... And I'll get back to the Astros here. I mean, no one wants to be the team, uh, the team GM from the Mets while president. Between last season and this now, 10 people have turned them down. You blame him? No. no. And I'm a Mets fan, I say no.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's not the best gig in sports, right? It's not the best gig in baseball. It's probably unless, it's middle at best.
5: Unless Cohen just goes back to his Wall Street office and goes, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Oh, here's my checkbook.
2: Oh, they started when they got uh, almost called him Jose Reyes. Francisco Lindor, like that was a lot of money for a guy who underperformed. Like that just
3: shows. I thought they were on their way with that when, when they got. Well, Lindor, the thing with
2: Lindor, Lindor the is the past down. two
5: seasons his home run numbers have come down, yeah, and his average yeah. has been coming down. And the second half of the season he spiked, but he played within the numbers: two forty, two fifty. Yeah, I mean, for thirty that's, million a year,
2: really. The Lindor signing is a good sign for Mets Mets Nation, but it was a huge overpay. I could have told you that day one.
5: Right. And then, you know, we're just here. But with the Astros, five years in a row is great. There is a stain because the one year they won, it was their cheating year. So sure. I understand whether you have to look at it. If you're an Astro fan, you're going to say we won regardless.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Right. But I still with a but, grain of salt. I still is it's with that asterisk. The
5: one year you won, you were cheating. Sure. So how do you look at it, or how will people look at it 20 years down the road? Did they really win, or did they really cheat?
2: Well, I think it's overwhelming that they don't deserve it because they cheated. Even though the cheating made such a small impact on their success, they still cheated, and they still deserve worse punishment. I think that's that's pretty standard across sports and baseball fan world.
5: You know, everyone does it at a certain time. They did it the most egregious, and they got caught sure but the braves next year are not going to repeat one it's hard to repeat to go to the world series in in baseball more than any other sport
2: sure Mm -hmm.
5: but at least after 26 years they finally went back
2: yeah and at the the beginning of the year lenny i picked the braves to win the nl east and go to the championship
3: series to lose to the Dodgers. That was my... I think that was the sentiment for a lot of people. Yeah, that was... Especially after what happened last season. But if you told me that they were going to lose Acuna,
2: Ozuna, and Soroka and get there, I'm going
3: to say you're crazy.
2: But now, do you think
5: because of the way that the Dodgers finish with their record, that when the playoffs begin, they should reseed?
2: No, I don't,
5: And just go best records
2: down. No, I don't. I, I think that that works in uh, the NFL. I think that works in the NBA. That works with uh, soccer. But it doesn't work in baseball, and I'll tell you why. Because you have to play so many games, and yep. so many games are within your region. Mm-hmm. Because the Giants and Dodgers records look so exceptional because they got to pick on the Rockies and the, D- the Diamondbacks.
5: Okay. Taking so taking nothing of
2: Diego at the end. It yeah. Was Washington was Washington that great? They're more competitive than those two guys. Okay, was the Mets really that competitive? More I mean they're once both 500 the, once, baseball. Once the Grom went out. Yeah, I mean they're both they 500 have baseball teams. But no, no, I don't think baseball is the only sport you can't do that because of the, the regional No, but you had Dodger
5: fans complaining about it, that we need to recede. It's unfair. Well, they're wrong. That we finish, you know. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just curious. I don't think they should recede. You play what's in front of you. If you could right. win 107 games during the regular season, you should be able to beat those teams in the playoffs. And if you can't, take your ball, go home, sit in the
3: That's how I feel, too. As a Dodger fan, I'm in the minority because I, I completely agree with you. Um, it's just, like you said, if you pay attention to the season, you see where and who they're playing, and you're doubling, tripling up on those on those smaller market teams that don't have anybody. Sure, and that's what's happening.
5: Hey. And then they're complaining because some teams are doing the relief pitcher starts, like Tampa started. Yeah. If that works for them, more power to them. If you can't do that with your relieving core. And you need to go ahead and work on your middle and long relievers.
3: Exactly. Linny, we're up lastly, against the break. Lastly,
5: congratulations oh, ahead, to Aaron Rodgers. His <laughs> homeopathic method didn't work, and I hope he enjoys sitting home this weekend looking like John Wick.
2: We got all your Aaron Rodgers talk in the 5 o'clock hour. Linny, thank you so much for the hot takes. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call. You're a friend of the show. We appreciate you. More sports talk on ABQ Central. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM six ten, the sports animal.
4: We lost a lot of a lot of pieces over the course of the summer and it was just the next man up. I mean it was these guys never stopped believing in themselves. They never stopped working. Our coaching staff, my God, I got the I got a rock star coaching staff that made you know that make sure these guys stay consistent every day. It takes a lot to make this happen and our, I'm very proud of our organization, proud of this club. And there is nothing better. We're world champions.
5: You know these guys. You know they gave it their all. I mean they played, uh, you know, through adversity, through a lot of stuff this whole year. You know we just kind of, you know, ran out of gas pitching wise. You know I mean our guys were, you know nobody complained, nobody alibied. You know and 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 I'm not going to alibi. You know like we got outplayed tonight.
2: Heard it from Braves and Astros managers, Brian Snitker and Dusty Baker, giving their perspective on the Braves' win in the World Series. Welcome back to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central. ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Brian Snitker has been with the Braves for over 40 years. My goodness. I am happy for that dude. Got drafted by the Braves, played for the Braves, minor league coach, scout, third base coach, pitching coach, bullpen coach, bench coach, and now manager, and leads the organization that he's been with his whole career to a World Series championship with more adversity, I think, Oh, my goodness. that I've seen in ages for a professional team who won a championship. I haven't seen a team overcome that much adversity in a year in recent memory. I can't, I
3: honestly can't think of one off the top of my head. No. And not even recent history. This is like some all time stuff here. Yeah. I mean, you got another COVID year, right? Your best player is out. Your best
2: pitcher is out. Your second best hitter. Is mired in controversy. Allegedly committed de- domestic violence. Your team was in next to last place in its division. The team was under five hundred all the way into August. 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 <laughs> you don't get over five hundred until August. Yeah. With a ragtag bunch of replacement players, Even they traded with- Ho- World Series MVP Jorge Soler was batting under 200 when they traded for him. Eddie Rosario, National League Championship MVP, was hurt for a month when they traded for him. Jock Peterson was struggling for the Cubs when the Cubs unloaded their whole franchise. Jock was in the middle of a slump, and they traded for him. They didn't even anticipate Jock Peterson and Jorge Soler being everyday players, but... They get that red and blue jersey on, and they turn into completely different people. (laughs) And now they got three
3: all-stars in their outfield instead of uh, a bunch of bench players. Also, the least amount of wins of all the playoff teams. Sure. All the playoffs teams had at least 90 wins. Yeah. They come in high 80s, 88. You still – you couldn't have wrote this script at any time during the season and thought it would play out this way. Yeah, and you finally make it to the World Series overcome all these obstacles and your best pitcher breaks his leg and not only that you're playing the big bad Houston Astros yeah which is basically to me the equivalent of those 90s Braves team sure always there always the there that's the that's who they are to me and there's something to say to say about like beating the bad
2: guy right and you have that way in over you cuz there's no doubt like the Astros are the most hated franchise in north american sports like they are universally hated by the baseball world in the sports world, oh like, definitely, you thought the nineties and two thousand Yankees were hated No, <laughs> that is unparalleled in the history of hatedom how much people hate these astros,
3: and I'll tell you what I get it it's it's earned they earned it, oh for sure, they earned it they earned it they they earned the hate by cheating,
2: and they earned the hate. By talking smack the way they talk smack, and they earn the hate by being successful and by coming winning. back yeah. every year by winning. Every, winning, you. Every that way
3: you could hate a team, they get hated, and they deserve it in each category. Only thing missing was them winning this year. If they would have won this year, it was just been like icing okay, on the cake. What do we have to do to get these guys out of here? Yeah. But I, I still think they'll be back. Like I said, I look at them as like those 90s Braves. Sure. Always there, always going to be formidable. At the end, that's the team you're going to have to beat in order to win a championship. That's how I feel. Except for Correa,
2: their whole core will be back. And who knows? Correa might shave off a few bucks from his asking price, and he'll be right back in Houston. Because, I mean, him and Jose Altuve are like legit best friends in real life. Like, they do holidays together and vacation together, and they work out together in the offseason.
3: As a Dodgers fan, Correa, if you're out there listening, leave, man. Go to the bright lights, big city. (laughs) (laughs) Go to New York. You know, just expand your horizon. Expand your bank account. Bum, 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 bum. Breaking news from the baseball world.
2: Giants MVP catcher, hopefully first ballot Hall of Famer, Buster Posey is retiring. Just announced, breaking news as of right now, Giants catcher Buster Posey to retire. As a Dodgers
3: fan, I just have to say, bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, all jokes aside, surefire first ballot has to be. Has to be. Especially at his position, he That's was, he oh, was a he was
4: a classy rival player, don't you think? Yeah, he, he wasn't was. really a jerk, you know. No, no, no oh. you
3: you had to respect him. Dang, twelve seasons, him. only thirty four. Seems way older, huh? Thirty four seems way older He's with all st- the playoff
2: games and. He's been a stud since he was twenty two. Yeah,
4: borderline Hall of Famer, or no, 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 no. great catcher.
3: I think due to the position that he plays at catcher, yeah. Oh, he's up there. He's, he's Hall- got to be. He's got to be first ballot. Well, I, I, don't I don't know, know. if they're going to give that to him, but he's definitely Hall of Fame material. I think he's
2: definitely a Hall of Famer. I don't know about first ballot because you know how people. Yeah.
3: They don't want They don't want to give you that title just because... I mean, Derek Jeter wasn't unanimous. Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't unanimous. There's always one guy out there. It's like, I don't know. He's not Johnny Bench.
4: He (laughs) was really a key for years for the Giants' postseason success, man. He
2: had it all his career. He had a couple down years due to injuries, but this year he killed it. Yes. Yep. Let's check out his his stats this year. Let's pull these things up.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm looking at so it. So he
2: had a 3.5 war year. That's insane. 390, three, he hit over 300, 34 year old catcher, hit over 300, mm-hmm. almost 400 on base percentage, mm-hmm. OPS almost 900.
4: Yeah, those are solid. That's crazy. Those
2: are great numbers. That's the numbers of someone in his prime who's looking to cash him
3: more checks, not retire. That's crazy. It blows my mind. He'll definitely be in the Hall. Give him five years. Five years, that's the minimum. He'll be there. Yeah. Man, I I won't.
2: He won
4: three World Series rings. uh, Maybe enough to get in the Hall of Fame?
2: I mean, he's been an MVP of the league. Rookie of the year. MVP. He was an all-star. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-time all-star. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. Big time. And I would like to see his career numbers ranked as far as catchers go because not only was he a good defensive
3: catcher, he was the best offensive catcher his whole career. Think about it. He became the first MVP at that position, what, over 40 years?
2: It's bonkers. Man. From,
3: from when Johnny Bench won it in 72. So I, I don't see – man, this is crazy. I didn't know he was that young. To be honest with you, thirty-four. It I, seems like he'd be like forty by now, right? Yes. He's been he's been playing at such a high level for so
2: long. Like he's got to be forty. Yeah, nah, he's thirty-four and 34.
3: retiring. Well, it's the position he plays, though that that adds a lot of years to you, especially if you're going deep into the playoffs. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I want to walk when I'm sixty, so I better cut it
2: out now, right? Again, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. An awesome story, an awesome year. If you weren't playing my
3: beloved Astros. The enthusiasm that is not in your voice
2: right I know. It's the most glaring
3: thing. I'm trying to fake it. Give me a chance.
2: (laughs) More World Series, more baseball talk. When we get back, you're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. And ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinyon Coffee and we play on Team I-9 Sports. Before we went to break, you were saying how fake my congratulations were for the yeah, Braves? Yeah. Super blatant in the voice. It's hard for me after taking that L that hard. Because in my head... Being an objective member of the press of the sports media, I just knew it was going to go to Game Seven because I mean that's that's the
3: story, right? Yeah, yeah. The the nobody, the David, every obstacle. Yeah, David in front versus of them. Goliath. Sure, that that was the storyline that it was dubbed to be, and that's why I was like, it's going to go seven. And that game was painful to watch.
2: <laughs> Astros were swinging at bad pitches. The Braves were getting every call, every yeah. bounce. On the road. And just and the Astros pitchers were just piping it right down the middle, mm-hmm. hanging curveballs right down the middle. That ball that Jorge Soler hit, four feet shorter than that moonshot that Albert Pujols hit off of Brad Lidge. Four feet wow. shorter, Vitel.
4: That wow. was a monster. Kid. Yeah. I could not it, I mean he cleared the stadium, it right? He went
2: outside of the stadium. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the roof was open. He hit it out of the stadium. Unreal. So congratulations, and I do mean it, even if I don't sound like it. (laughs) Congratulations to the 2021 Atlanta Braves and Atlanta Braves Nation.
4: Well, their pitching and defense, I, you know, being a Brewers fan, I saw that first series against the Braves, and I noticed how their pitching and defense were outstanding in that round one series against my Brewers. And then the offense started clicking. They started making late-inning comebacks against the Brewers and the Dodgers. And, you know, Robert, you know this, this, you know, they just kind of snowballed into that. They They did just enough. I thought their bullpen kind of ran out of gas, but they held on here in this last game. Yep. Yeah.
2: Did what they had to do. Now they're world champions. So, Freddie Freeman is a free agent, but he's going to sign a hometown deal, I right? I say,
3: no way he goes anywhere. If
2: anybody is going to take a couple mil off the top right. to stay, it's going to be him to stay in Atlanta. He's not going anywhere. No. So, Atlanta will get Freddie Freeman back, who won the MVP last year. It's not like he's old and aging and can't play baseball anymore. He won the MVP last year, and he's a top 10 in baseball guy this year. Right. So you got that. You get Ron Acuna Jr. back next year, who arguably is the best all-around player in baseball. I mean, you can make an argument for Juan Soto. You can make an argument for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Jr. You can make an argument for, like Vital said, Tatis Jr. Poor Mike Trout is hurt. I mean, he was the unanimous best player in baseball for – a decade now, but you got these young guys knocking on Trout's door, and Acuna Junior is one of them.
3: What a season it would be if all of those guys you named stayed healthy for a full season. That'd be so sweet. Oh my goodness! So no sweet.
4: kidding. And who's the guy for Vlad Junior? Oh yeah, man. Vlad Junior. Oh. oh man,
3: he had a killer year. A lot of the a lot of the people who don't really watch baseball have no clue about this guy. And that suck. Yeah, and it's because of the market that he's in.
4: Oh, Mike Trout. I mean, who sees nationwide? Do we ever get to see any Angels games nationwide? No. No.
2: Baseball has done a bad job. Yeah. Marketing. marketing.
4: Yeah. Right.
2: Just this last year, they started doing better by putting Tatis out there, putting Soto out there, putting Acuna out there, because they're cool, young, flashy guys. Like they got cool hair. You know, they they wear their uniforms originally. They got chains on, like. They're easily recognizable compared to your average baseball player. So they're finally doing better at marketing their, their young talent. But they're just horrible at that right? as a league for years of getting their, their stud players out there. Because most athletes, they don't mind being in the limelight. Most of like your top ten guys aren't like Mike Trout. Like, Mike Trout doesn't want to be the face of baseball. No, he's a regular guy. He's like a chill, humble guy. That's what he wants. Yeah, he wears flip-flops to Kmart. You know, he's just a a chill, normal dude. (laughs) Congratulations to the 2021 Atlanta Braves.
3: I still hear it, man. See, it it, 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 it doesn't hurt as much.
2: I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. You overcame every possible adversity. I'm very proud of you. If you'd have been playing anyone except for my childhood team, Houston Astros, I would have been rooting for you. So, congratulations once again. When we come back, we are talking Aaron Rodgers, and we're talking all Aaron Rodgers until we get sick of it. More ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
0: Dressed it in August when he was asked about a vaccination status, and said, "Quote: Yeah, I've been immunized." Do you feel like a quote like that might be seen as misleading to fans? It's a great question for Aaron. I'm not going to comment on it. I think everybody has to make their own personal decision, and that's just what it is.
2: Matt Lafleur, Green Bay Packers coach. Talking about if Aaron Rodgers duped the organization, if he lied about his COVID status, which I don't know if lie is correct. No. Half truth. Yeah. Purposefully deceives.
4: What's the difference between immunization and vaccination?
2: Well, an immunization is you're exposed to the virus, but you're not vaccinated. So that's like some doctor, some witch doctor, rub some COVID on his knuckles
3: and be like, you're fine, buddy. You know what I call what Aaron Rodgers did? He finessed. There you go. He finessed everyone. He didn't lie. No, he just finessed. He didn't outright lie to everybody. But now that I'm looking more into this, Snow no way Green Bay wasn't in on this as well. Of course they were. Everybody knows. They knew it. They knew. Yes. The
2: Players Association knew. The NFL knew. Everyone knew. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's got the Corvid. (laughs) Welcome back to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central. ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. Fred is on assignment in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, calling some games for New Mexico Highlands University, and in his stead, we have comedian, radio host, sports fanatic, all things everything, Robert Buck D. Gibson in studio. How'd the first hour go, buddy?
3: Flew by. Flew by, right? Flew by, but I think with what we're about to go into these last couple of hours may seem like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah.
4: Did Rodgers break NFL protocols? Do you think? Is he going to get suspended? What does the NFL do to their, one of their top star players that people love to watch?
2: Well, if they wanted to prove a point, they make a message. Like, they make him an example. Like, this is what you do when you deceive us. This is what you do when you – because they got a feel, in Burkino terminology, all we tell about this. <laughs> they got their little feelers hurt.
3: Yeah. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. You think they'll slap on the wrist, I, I make think, excuses? I think what they'll do is turn everything towards the organization and not just hone in on Rodgers. So if you're new to this story, breaking news came out today
2: that Aaron Rodgers will miss Sunday's game against the Chiefs because he's out with COVID protocol and not only contact tracing, but Aaron Rodgers has the COVID-19 virus and he will be out at least 10 days. And, but you said, but Van, he got vaccinated. All he needs to do is provide two negative tests and have no symptoms, and he could play on Sunday. And to that I say, Aaron Rodgers has not got the vaccine because he is out for 10 days, and only players who are unvaccinated are required to be out for 10 days. So this tells you everything you need to know about Rodgers' vaccination status. And so this got the sports world turning And they go back to previous conversations where they assumed that Rogers said that he was already vaccinated. But what Rogers said was he was immunized, (laughs) not vaccinated. He did his air quotes research, the same research that your dumbest aunt on Facebook has done. (laughs) But he lied and put others at risk. Yes, and that's the biggest flaw about all of this. Correct. Correct. So he said he was immunized, not vaccinated, and everyone just assumed that he was vaccinated until literally today when he is forced to be out for 10 days. And this opens up just a can of worms. Everyone has so many questions now of how long has he been breaking the NFL's rules for COVID safety. All of these protocols, these protocols are very cut and dry. They're very concrete. They're not, there's not a lot of gray area. They're not that complex. They're like, if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask indoors. If you're unvaccinated and on the 53 man roster, you can go maskless on the sideline, but you're required to wear a mask everywhere else. So what that means is all year, Every single interview Aaron Rodgers has done, all those sweet, sweet memes of him looking like a homeless person, him in his beanie and his his dirty flannel, like all the sweet memes that came from that, he was violating NFL's protocol. Because if he's indoors talking to non-53-man roster or non-team personnel, he's supposed to have a mask on. Yes. And he has not
3: had one all year. And if you don't have that mask, it's, it shows that the NFL finds you, fourteen thousand six hundred and fifty bucks each time, and so that is <laughs> every day.
2: Every day since he decided to come back from his vacation.
3: Every day, and how how much karma is this, Buck? Oh, we were talking about this on the break. It it's it's beautiful, all the stuff that he put. You guys are Packer fans, correct? What he put you guys through this summer, the stress, the uncertainty, what if he's going to be here, he's going to be somewhere else. Look at how it all beautifully ties to a little COVID knot at the end.
4: Yeah, how- He didn't have a problem finding a microphone about his beautiful summer, right? Uh, oh, exactly.
3: uh-huh. The summer of me.
2: Exactly. As Aaron Rodgers called it. So he's out. This week against the Chiefs, in which the stumbling Chiefs saw the Packers on their schedule, and they're like, "We can't stop anybody." Now we gotta play Aaron Rodgers. Like, just put this one as a L. Don't let anyone get hurt, and let's move on to the Raiders the week after.
4: Do you think he didn't want to let people know his what if he had the COVID? I mean, if he got if he had the vaccinated, did he do that because he was still mad at the Packers front office? You're never knowing how this guy thinks. That's that's what gets me about him.
2: Well, all this came out today, so this is going to unfold. And, and you know Aaron Rodgers is must-see TV. Oh, yeah. So all the news coming out is going to be headline news. So more and more is going to be coming out about this in the next hours and days and possibly
3: weeks. And like I said, I think this is the organization new. What if it comes out that this is one of the stipulations that, he comes back. Yeah. We don't hey, you do that. As long as you play, you come back. It could be it could go into so many different directions with this. And his
2: Robin, Devontae Adams, is out with COVID right now. So maybe he convinced a few other players to do his Herbalife or essential oils yeah. or whatever snake oil that he thinks is passes for a vaccine. And now he's just only hurting his organization. Because Devontae Adams was out last game. He's gonna be out this game too. Like Devontae actually got
3: COVID. Yeah. Like he's got it, got it. And now Rodgers has got it, got it. Cowboy fans are happy right now. Sure. They're throwing a Super Bowl parade.
2: Anybody <laughs> right now. <laughs> everyone who's like second through fifth seed right now yeah. is so is just rejoicing. Them, the Rams. Like, yeah, this is this is huge. So now the Packers home field advantage is in
3: Jeopardy. Oh, I like what you're doing with this. <laughs> I like what you're doing with this. But I'll say this, though. They're playing Kansas City. This is the most ideal team to be playing this with week. With no
2: defense whatsoever.
3: None. Let Love go out there. Show what he can do. Yes, continue the run game. Establish it. But just let him throw it deep, man. Just open it up. I want him to just be able to do what he wants to do. I want Jordan Love to throw for five hundred yards and
2: they put Aaron Rodgers on waivers and then do a waiver trade line, trade deadline deal for him.
3: That's all we need to see against the worst defense in the league. Get him out of here.
2: <laughs> hey, and I am a Packer fan and I am an Aaron Rodgers fan and, and I love how weird and quirky and entertaining he is. All the all the weird parties and in the news for movie star girlfriends and stuff and all the goofy commercials and I, I like that part. I like his personality. It makes it entertaining. And now
4: with all this going on, sorry about that van, what's the line now? It moved, I bet, in Vegas. Oh,
2: definitely. Oh dude. It was it definitely. was a pick'em. It was either it was either like Packers by one and a half all the way to even to a pick'em game. And then now with Rodgers out, like it's gotta be like a like a seven-point swing, right? Seven, eight-point
3: swing. Are they playing in Kansas City? Or... It's in KC. Oh, man. Well, no, what am I talking about? I keep I keep doing this thing with Kansas City if, as if they were the last two seasons, two, three seasons Kansas City. It went from pick'em
2: to Chiefs minus seven and a half. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers is worth more than a touchdown.
3: Also, I'm looking – because okay so he's, he has to sit down 10 days right correct so that means the next game he won't be able to practice that whole week the right? most of the week yeah and they're playing seattle they're playing seattle with wilson might be back oh okay all right i'm thinking of gino if it's gino
2: if it's gino i say you let love have another week oh you have to yeah but
3: that, if it's that'll russ be, that'll be the luckiest <laughs> schedule For all this stuff to happen, Kansas City's not it. Kansas City isn't going to be this bad all year. But
2: they're not going to get good quickly. They're not going to get good in a week. (laughs) Exactly. No matter who the quarterback for the Packers
3: is. I, I, I have the Packers eking that game out if they have a good game plan and don't get too conservative.
2: More Aaron Rodgers talk on ABQ Central. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM610D, Sports Animal.
0: It's just who he is as a, as a competitor, as a man, um, as a football player. And I think, I think our guys will do a great job of assisting him, rallying around him. And, you know, I expect us to go out there and, and play a great game.
2: Matt LaFleur on Jordan Love. Welcome back to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central. ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. Hey, good thing Aaron Rodgers is such a crappy teammate (laughs) and didn't show up all offseason and preseason, so Jordan Love could get all those
3: reps so he could be a good backup this game, right? That's the silver lining on all of this. You know, it's not like he's just coming in cold. Hasn't worked with the team before. He got a lot of reps in during that whole summer of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, while Rodgers
2: was (laughs) hosting Jeopardy and going on vacations with movie stars and cutting ridiculous commercials and doing every Aaron Rodgers thing.
3: Jordan Love was in the trenches practicing with his team. That's why I say let Jordan Love loose. Let him loose. Sure. Keep the same game plan in that you have for Rodgers and just let him play. Let him play. Find out what you have. I mean because the Chiefs know that they got a backup playing against them, so they're
2: going to their game plan is going to be to stop the run, right, and make Jordan
3: Love beat you. Good. Let him. I hey, open him up. Be let him throw. What you ask for. Yeah. A couple of teams saw that already this past he, week.
2: He's been there for 2 2 plus years. He knows the playbook. He's got a cannon. They got a very, very talented roster around him. Jordan Love is not that big of a downgrade. He's not Aaron Rodgers, obviously. He's not Aaron Rodgers. That's not what I'm saying. But he's not as big of a downgrade
3: as some teams when they they lose their quarterback. Right. Do you think it's uh it's more amplified with the team that they're playing? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> duh. We got we got to give him some credit to yes. when this happened. Sure, and who they're playing when this happens. And doesn't that suck? It's like a day after the trade deadline oh, when man.
2: all this happens. Yeah. Instead of putting some extra pieces around them to make sure that they make it through this couple weeks, like you are just, nope, trade deadline's yesterday. You get stuck.
4: And this comes on the heels when he had three wide receivers not in the Arizona game because of the COVID-19 protocols.
2: A great team effort. That Packers... <laughs> That Packers win. I was
4: fired up after that Cardinal win, you know, to see what they could do next against a team that's still pretty good in my, you know, my estimation. By the end
2: of the year, the Chiefs will be fine. They'll be clicking. Yeah. They've just got a Swiss cheese defense right now. Kansas City Chiefs defense makes every single team they play look like the Kansas City Chiefs offense.
3: And I was so happy when my Chargers beat them earlier in the season. Now I'm like, that win means nothing. Nothing now. Everybody's whooping them. Yeah. So with Aaron Rodgers' antics all off
2: season, all the drama with wanting to be traded, and the organization doesn't love me, and they don't let me make personnel decisions. I'm not having anything to do with the team. I'm not going in the off season. I'm not playing in the preseason. Got smoked in week one, and now he deceived the NFL and his fandom. That he was vaccinated.
3: Nobody asked for his vaccination card. What do they not ask him that, or they just go by word? Obviously, they go off somebody's word. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm immunized. He batted his big
2: goofy eyes and he smiled and he told a joke and that's what happened. Talked about State Farm and everyone quit thinking, (laughs) quit talking about it. Like no one, no one follow. There's no follow up questions.
3: Simple question. Let me see your card. Yeah. Nobody asked that question. Oh,
2: immunized now. So.
4: You're responsible, especially being the leader of the team, to, to to you know not let people know what's going on here. And his teammates
2: love him on the field. Oh, no doubt. He's a great – I mean, obviously, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football. He's fun. He's a good leader. He knows football as good as anyone else. So his teammates love him. But do they love this off-field stuff, this uh, off-season stuff, This all this drama now about getting COVID? And like, hey, I don't wish harm upon anybody, but you kind of want him to get it, right? (laughs) Like, you kind of want him to have some symptoms and get it to make him realize, oh, wait, if I would have just got vaccinated and quit believing all these Facebook stories or wherever he gets his information from, whatever witch doctor told him to take more Herbalife and essential oils, whatever they did to him.
4: And I think he's like, Carson Wentz, Cousins, there were a couple of other prima donna quarterbacks oh, that yeah. didn't get the vaccination either, so well, it must be a quarterback thing. This and then is... now they're saying an ESPN, Lamar Jackson, may have not gotten vaccinated.
2: It's definitely a prima donna thing, right? Because quarterback, yeah. I mean, people talk smack about wide receivers being the prima donnas and
3: needing all the attention. That's well, the quarterback position. Well, it used to be the receivers. Now it's transitioned to the quarterback cam newton the same way remember sure, sure. They, new england got rid of him we're not even gonna play this game yeah get out of here you're done we, do you think this is gonna have like a, a real big negative impact on rogers legacy just this season alone because it's been a lot like you said it's been so much and we're not even done with the season
2: so let me rewind i want to answer that let me rewind a little bit to carson wentz and kurt cousins at least they had the balls to say, I did my own research. This is my decision for me and my family. I don't want to get vaccinated.
4: But he lied to his players, Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rogers that's that's the route. difference. Yeah, he went a These whole
2: different route. Wentz and Cousins at least had the balls to say it. Like, this is my decision. I'm owning up to it. And if if there's any repercussions, like, I have to face later, that's on me. Because I make this decision and I'm owning up to it. I mean, that's what a man does, right? But Rodgers, like, was kind of kidding about it and hiding it. Right. And then now he actually got it. So now this is the repercussions he's facing in real time. Yeah. He can't be out there for his team. His team is playing super well, won seven games, beat the number one seed, and they took over the number one seed. And you want to hold on to that position because Lambeau is one of the biggest home field advantages in all of sports, right. not just football. Right. But that's a huge advantage to your team. And now you're probably going to lose that if you're out for two or three
3: weeks with COVID. His legacy. I'm I'm trying to think. Okay, so he's he's playing during the same time as the GOAT, Brady. Yeah. Brady doesn't go through this stuff. He doesn't put himself in these positions. Nope. It's all about winning. His teammates, I have to win. He's driven by winning. Rodgers we never got that with him and you know like you said the teammates love him but the problem with it now is he's one of the faces of the NFL so it makes it that much bigger sure for him to be doing this coy stuff this slick talk hey I'm immunized
4: possibility of infecting your teammates yes and that's maybe that's
3: where it
2: started right Maybe the wide receiver group—they have no clue, huh? Got it from them, <laughs> or they got it
3: from him, right? Like, uh, vice versa. I, I, think, he, I think his legacy—if by unless they win the championship, his legacy is kind of tarnished with what's been going on and what's continuing to go on with him. Well, because I mean, this shows, like I said, like his teammates love him when he's on
2: the field. He's high energy. Yeah. High intelligence and obviously one of the most talented quarterbacks in the history of the game. But that he's not a teammate. No. He he wasn't there for the boys all off season. You know, he's not going to be there for him now in a couple pivotal games. Like if he gets really, really sick, like COVID sick, because you know, some people, you know, in their thirties might have some kind of genetic defect where I... COVID hits them harder. Like, you know, Fred, Fred's six and a half foot tall. You know he's young, he's mid 30s, like no health problems whatsoever, and he, he was on his deathbed with COVID. Right, it, it affects people differently. Like if you to ask me if six and a half foot tall Fred Slow would have had to go to the hospital for COVID, I'd be like, nah, he'll just slug slug it off like a cold, mm-hmm. like no big deal. But it affects people differently. Right, and what if it really hits Rogers bad to where? He has the the serious kind of muscle fatigue and muscle loss oh, that, yeah. that puts him out for a couple of weeks. And then there's... Your brain fog, all of that. Brain fog. Yeah. And, like, the lung damage is the oh. bad part, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you have to breathe for three hours straight on that football field. If his lungs are damaged, he's going to have to take some time off. And there goes not only the p- potential home field advantage, there goes maybe your shot at the playoffs. Right. And that's
3: all you thinking you know better Than the whole medical field. Everyone's going to be closely watching this. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Sure, this is it. This is just breaking news. This is just speculation before all the real data comes
2: out. Oh, man. Is Aaron Rodgers the worst teammate in all of professional sports when we get back? You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Tom Brady ruined it last year. Aaron Rodgers ruined it on his own this year. There will be no State Farm Bowl. In between Rodgers and Mahomes, we don't know who's really getting the Rodgers rate or the Mahomes rate. The goat ruined it last year, Aaron Rodgers ruined
3: it this year. Hey, maybe some kind of curse if you look at it. Sure. Huh. The State Farm curse. Aaron
2: Rodgers, obviously all the talent in the world. He's your prototypical quarterback. He's got a cannon. He can read defenses. He makes the hardest throws on the field. He avoids traffic. He can run. He can scramble. He buys himself time. Everything you want to do except for one very important part. He is a bad teammate. He is not with his team in the offseason. You know who is? The GOAT Tom Brady. He did not get vaccinated to keep his team safe. You know who did? Tom Brady. He does not lie to the media. Guess who did? Aaron Rodgers.
3: <laughs> is, is Aaron Rodgers the worst teammate? Ooh. This is tough. I'm going to say. I don't.
4: Uh, no, he's not.
3: I was going to say he's not, but he's on the list, but he may be the best player that's a bad teammate. It- Okay, that's a very good point. Yeah.
2: He's not the worst teammate, but he's the best player who's a
3: bad teammate. Yes, that's, that's what I'll say.
4: And after all the years he's been playing, he's been very successful. One of the top, one of the best ever in terms of numbers And for in a terms Hall of Fame of, career. In terms
2: of numbers, he's literally the best of all ben. time. He
4: feels he can say whatever he wants. I think after 15, 16 years, I think he's got that right to be. And maybe he's a little arrogant, or he get, you see on the in the in the Arizona game how he got on a couple of players for not doing their job. So I think he deserves that. But you know. <laughs> The fact that you're just not giving out right information that could hurt your team.
2: Well, not all of it falls on to Aaron Rodgers because I'll give him, I'll give him an out here. I got to hear this. This I is the it. United States of America. They are not forcing you to get the vaccination. All right? You have the freedom to not be vaccinated. And that is fair, and that is fine, and that is the American way. I personally think that every human being on earth should be vaccinated if your personal physician says it's okay. There are tons of people who cannot get vaccinated because of medical reasons. Right, Blood clots, uh, a lot of other blood disorders, uh, pre-existing lung conditions. There's reasons that some people can't have vaccines. I do not believe Aaron Rodgers to be one of them. I do not believe a perfectly healthy professional athlete to be one of them, and I think to be a better teammate, to be a better role model, model, he should have gotten vaccinated. So just put this on the list of other reasons that Aaron Rodgers is a bad teammate.
3: And also as a leader of men, you are the leader of that organization. players. Yeah. They follow you. And and you're supposed to be this, not, not role model, because they're teammates, they're looking at each other like a family or brothers, sure. but... When you're looked at as the best and also the leader, you represent them. Yeah, okay. Let's say
2: hypothetically Aaron Rodgers does get vaccinated. And his left tackle is not vaccinated. And his left tackle is out for a game. And Aaron Rodgers, that takes a hit, that puts him out of the game. How is he going to feel? Towards his left tackle. That press conference would be legendary. <laughs> right? <laughs> but now that it's him, it's his own personal choice. Yeah. He's living his own life. Right. All of that stuff that they're going to try to spin it that way. But, no, he's a bad teammate. He doesn't have his boys back. Because, like, you you may not have heard this on the show, but me and Fred gave it to Kyrie for weeks because he just wouldn't do what he needs to do right. to be a good teammate and get out there on the court with his teammates and go win a championship. I mean, Kevin Durant knew that he was quirky. He knew that he was weird. He not, knew that he lived like his own code. Not to this extent. Though. Yeah. yeah. you talking flat earth stuff. you talking Kennedy assassination stuff. Okay, cool. That's a fun hobby, whatever. This is – your team is on the line. The
3: success of your team is on the line. Correct. They brought you in for a reason. And they all got together for one goal, and you were a part of that. Not a part of it, a big part of it. Yeah. And you didn't do what you needed to do b- to be a part of the, the whole grand scheme of things. Makes It makes them – now, what is what happens long-term now? Do they look at him differently? Sure. And that's going to be a problem, especially with when it comes to football. Well, yeah. all sports actually. Any any team sport. Yeah, I, I'm a Packers fan, and you know, by proxy, obviously, I'm a Aaron Rodgers
2: fan, and I like Aaron Rodgers because he's he's fun and funny and quirky, and it, he provides some entertainment on top of being an elite level quarterback. Right. But like when all this drama in the offseason was happening, I was like, trade him. I don't care. Like you're gonna you're never gonna get more for a player than you can get for Aaron Rodgers right now. You can get an offensive starter, a defensive starter, three first round picks, a couple second round picks. They will give you a Earl Campbell size haul, a Herschel Walker <laughs> oh, yeah. size haul yeah. for Aaron Rodgers. Just the max they could possibly give you. Take it. He's going to be gone in a couple of years, anyways. You got you put a first round draft pick into Jordan Love. You got a good team around him. Why not get an elite wide receiver and an elite safety? And three first-round draft picks, and build your team
3: up again. I think they're going to regret doing that now. As a as a Packers fan, do you think you're in the minority with that? A line hundred of percent. I was going to say a hundred. Percent. I was I was looking at Mike. I was going to say, is Mike feeling this? No, he is not. <laughs> That's why I was looking in there. I was like, yeah. I was. You have to be the only Packer fan to say that because I'm intelligent and reasonable. Like I said, uh-huh. fans usually aren't. No, they're not. They're passionate. <laughs> not and they're, at all. And they're
2: blinded by yeah. the love of their team. Yeah.
4: Well, he's got every choice to do what he wants when it comes to this. There, There is no mandate about having to get it vaccinated. And that is correct. And so he's got that right. But when you're sitting there talking in the summer about we're all in, we're one team, and the, after the Cardinals lost about how this is such a special group I'm proud to be with a special group and playing with them. Well, I mean, this is a to me a, a misstep when you don't want to take something and you're stubborn about it. That's there's there's a level of arrogance there I don't like because it's about the team, not me.
2: He, he's not taking the red pill or the blue pill, right? He's taking a a vaccine that's FDA approved now.
3: It wasn't no, even they were it wasn't even that for the longest,
2: and it wasn't even at the beginning when
3: it was just. uh temporarily passed right. through the you, fda was, it's like legit fda approved now i was gonna say for the longest that was the saving grace sure. not fda approved right and and people who said that i was like you have that right that's smart yes wait for
2: more data that's right. fine but it's fda approved now you can be fired from your job if if aaron Rodgers texts me he's like hey van love to come on the show tomorrow I got three hours open in between four and seven. I'll be like, "I'm sorry, A. Rod, you can't. Wow! Because you have to be vaccinated to enter this building." True.
4: And, and to back me, to the lying point. about it is worse than the whole vaccination thing. Well,
2: I mean, that's that's. See, true. the word lie, the word lying has obviously has a way heavier connotation than being deceptive. Or would you say finessing? He's finessing. He, yeah. f- he finessed was, the media. Yeah. He yeah. finessed the Packers.
3: Right. But like Mike said, it affects way more people than just him. When you do it the way that he's doing it, just not being upfront and truthful and saying what he needed to say, but being coy and I'm, I'm, I'm immunized. Sure, sure, <laughs>
4: immunized. How? With what? Essential oils? How did you do this? Maybe he thought vitamins was the was okay. The finest
3: juices and berries.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hawaiian punch when he was over in Hawaii. Maybe he had that. Remember well, that when you're a kid, yeah, go growing up.
3: Yeah. Did, or did he go to like Wakanda and drink the purple drink? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This would strip away your power. <laughs> like
4: what? What is he talking well, about? Like talking I'm about. immunized. Immunized. He's gonna be all right in ten days. He'll come back and play, and we'll all forget about this. And, and so, will really
3: he? Though it's Aaron Rodgers. It's never over. It's, it's gonna
4: be something, It'll be, be something else. Something
3: else. Yes, It'll be something else in a couple of weeks. It'll be something else. And uh,
2: more speculation is the reason he's not vaccinated is because of his fiance.
4: I I just don't want to hear another word from him talking about that the organization is not doing enough for him to win after this thing. This oh, stunt. Very true. Yeah,
3: he made a big old fuss out of that.
2: For sure, and I mean that's that's the thing that's his legacy is built on. Everyone knows how talented he is. Everyone knows that statistically he's the goat. Of course, Tom Brady is the goat because look at all them rings. Right. Yeah, he's gonna need three hands
3: after a couple more years. But like you said, if you look at the stats, you look at the passer ratings, yeah. the numbers. He, he by far too. It's yeah. not even close. Yeah, he's the best statistical
2: quarterback in the history of the NFL. You know what else he is? Phenomenal at losing NFC Championship <laughs> games.
4: I hope he didn't pass the COVID on to Jake from State Farm.
2: That might have been where he got it, legit. And I think it's hilarious that he grew out that dirtbag haircut, yes, and rocking that horrible beard, yeah, just so he could be John Wick for Halloween <laughs> and bring his dog and his gun out and be John Wick for Halloween and gets COVID.
3: Somebody said uh, – you saw the video where he was imaginary shooting? Yeah. Somebody said that the nurse was trying to give him the, the shot, and that was him <laughs> shooting the nurse. Shoot the nurse. <laughs> Get away from me. I don't – I'm already immunized. <laughs> All right, this will be a developing topic,
2: and it's obviously one that we're going to keep covering here on ABQ Central, me being a Packers fan, Vital being a Packers fan, and just loving this sport's adjacent content. We'll put a bow on this Rogers story when we come back, then we're going to be talking – united stadium you've been listening to abq central on 95.9 fm and am 610 deep sports animal Ooh, dj vital (laughs) sneaking in some fantagram digging in the crate i know that one that's that's my jam i've seen fantagram live here in albuquerque put on a good show yeah welcome back to dave and busters presents abq central ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. Segwaying from Aaron Rodgers with COVID to uh, everyone else has it, too? It's running rampant. It's rampant. Winter weather is coming. A little, little COVID nuggets that are on the surfaces everywhere. They don't melt like they used to in the summer. It makes it easier for everyone to get COVID nuggets. Little co- <laughs> little little COVID nuggets. Mm. The New York Giants are hoping to avoid a COVID outbreak. Multiple players tested
3: positive on the New York Giants. Let me guess, Saquon? Duh, <laughs> duh. Just bubble wrap him, man. Just sure. do something. <laughs> Seal him oh. off somewhere. Damn. If something can go wrong, it's going to go wrong with Saquon Barkley. 100%. So they got multiple players. It hasn't
2: even confirmed how many players, but it's multiple players on the Giants. They're going to test again tomorrow and hope that it was a couple false positives. Arizona Cardinals are also getting ravaged by
3: COVID. Cliff Kingsbury, coach had it first, right? Coach had it first. Now it's spreading throughout the whole team. Guess who did get it? And I think he got it in the middle of that last play. AJ Green. (laughs) AJ Green got it. (laughs) That just paralyzed his arm. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, is that a new symptom? (laughs) Yeah. He forgot where he was at. (laughs) AJ Green caught the COVID. So the Packers say
2: that Aaron Rodgers followed every indoors protocol. And once he gets up on stage, he's not required to wear a mask indoors when he's doing in-person interviews. I don't know about that. He was catching a lot of flack this morning when the story broke that he wasn't wearing a mask on the sidelines. And me doing my homework, if you're part of the 53-man roster, you do not have to wear your mask on the sideline, Mm -hmm. whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. But when you're indoors and working out with anybody, doing any kind of football activity with someone who's not on the 53-man washer, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. And that includes talking to personnel people, front office people, and especially the media.
3: Yeah, it's, it, it's at all times when inside the club facility, all times.
2: So to me, Aaron Rodgers, it's not – If, but how many times did he violate, because he didn't do the big ones, like mask on the sideline, that doesn't matter, that wasn't true. Uh, Spreading it to his teammates, not confirmed. Uh, Going out in public and not announcing it to his team, also not confirmed. But it's definitely confirmed that he didn't have his mask on all the time when he was doing other football obligations. So what is the league going to do? Is the league really going to suspend
3: Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Are they? I don't. It's, you know, when you first say that, you're like, no way. But then you think of how the ramifications, how big they could be. They have to do something. They have to do something. This is going to be hard to sweep under the rug, especially if you have other organizations and players complaining. They're going to complain if Uh they don't do anything.
2: Yeah, no doubt. It's like the only reason he's getting away with it because he's Aaron Rodgers. But he still is Aaron Rodgers. He's still Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's not he's not just gonna stop being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And they're gonna keep treating him like Aaron Rodgers. But as far as the the COVID protocols go and the punishment concerning the COVID protocols, you have to say something. You have to make a statement. And to me, the statement that the NFL made so far is pretty soft. Pretty soft. They right. you know, in the off season and the beginning of the season, they're like Player, uh, player safety is number one to us this year. We want to stop the spread of COVID. And, you know, it's our responsibility to, to lead all of sports in COVID safety because of our big rosters. But this happens today to Aaron Rodgers. And the NFL says, The primary responsibility for enforcement of the COVID protocols within club facilities rests with each club. Failure to properly enforce the protocols has resulted in discipline being assessed against individual clubs in the past. The league is aware of the curtain situation in Green Bay and we're reviewing the matter with the Packers. That's a cop-out. Yes. Yes. We all got more stadium talk. Stadium is shut down. The bond, Albuquerque spoke, and the bond is not passing. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610D, Sports Animal. Six o'clock, y'all. Last hour of the program. Been a good one so far. Fred Slow is not in the house. Fred Slow is not on the 10-day exempt list for COVID. You're thinking of Aaron Rodgers. Instead of Fred, we have comedian and radio personality, Robert Buck D. Gibson with us talking all things sports, all things sports adjacent. Of course you know we got super producer Mike Vitale behind the glass.
4: I wonder if Brett Favre is available through all this Rodgers talk.
2: Oh, my goodness.
4: Who cares? We got Jordan Love.
3: I like that attitude.
2: Rodgers understudy? You watched him play in college, Vitale. You know Jordan Love's a stud. He can get out of the pocket and
4: make, make some plays.
2: You're about to find out, and no other choice. Yeah. You're about to find out because there's two quarterbacks left. One of them is Randall
4: Cobb. <laughs> he was a quarterback for an SEC school in Kentucky back in the day.
2: Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is obviously out. That's the big news today. But the third-string quarterback is also out. Third-string quarterback also got COVID. Miraculously, Jordan Love avoided it. And the emergency quarterback
3: for the Green Bay Packers is Randall Cobb. How poetic would that be that Aaron Rodgers lobbied for Cobb to come back and somehow Cobb ends up being the quarterback
4: yeah and Jordan
3: <laughs> Jordan Love plays
2: three quarters yeah. then Jordan Love gets hurt as a a bad hit. Helmet to helmet hit. He's got to go from the game. Come on, there's concussion too much protocol. Talk here. Yeah, we're not. And going And then the fourth with, quarter. Yeah.
4: Randall Cobb leads you to victory. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a sunny side to this. Okay. I love it.
3: Yeah. Well,
4: there's always Philip
3: Rivers out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's too busy having babies. I guess, babies and coaching high school football. Man. I
4: guess the Packers flew in Blake Bortles. So. He was on their practice squad for a while. Yeah,
3: Bortles was already on the practice squad. I'm taking Randall Cobb. <laughs> Over Bortles? Better, better sizzling story there.
4: Give yeah, Cobb know. a chance,
3: man.
2: <laughs> a big election yesterday, yeah. May Oral. Man. But the real divisive topic was New Mexico United Stadium. A $50 million bond up for grabs up to the city of Albuquerque if they wanted the money to go to a stadium or not. Albuquerque said no. By a wide margin. Yeah, it was 66%. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, 66% said no. That's two out of three people did not want the stadium. And and not wanting the stadium uh, has a pretty heavy connotation. A lot of people want the stadium just not in the manner proposed, not with the lack of information from the bond, not from uh, having a concrete game plan from New Mexico United and the city of Albuquerque. So I know a lot of people who support the New Mexico United and support having a stadium who did not support the bond, and I understand their apprehension. But I didn't think—I had a more 50-50 vibe to this thing. Two out of three people voting no is more than I thought it was going to be.
3: Yeah, that's resounding no. That's a no. Big time. That's not a
2: maybe. That's a no. Right. That's like a you guys figure this out some other way. And I thought it was really important that the city owns it. Because it's going to appreciate in value over years as long as you maintain it. And the city owning that, it's very important because you could generate revenue. For example, if... New Mexico United find another deal. It's a mix of city and state and private funds and their own funds, and, and they build a stadium, and we got Netflix right down the road. We got Facebook down the road. We got Hewlett-Packard or Intel or whatever. Somebody pays you a $1 million a year or 200000 a month, whatever it costs to put their name in giant, big, bright lights on your stadium. New Mexico United gets that money now right? instead of the city of Albuquerque. So a lot of this wasn't taken into account when this vote was happening and the long-term effects of the stadium were being organized, that this stadium is going to happen. New Mexico United is going to get a stadium, whether it's as big and nice as they planned or they're going to renovate something else. That's to be seen. But I think it's going to be a mix of private and state and city funding, and it will get done in the next year or two. But this time, New Mexico United is going to own it. And then so all that extra revenue is going to stay in United's pocket. pocket. And then you're going to be sitting back here. I can't believe Mexico United has a stadium in our city, and they're making all this money, and the city doesn't get any money out of it. Well. That's your fault. They tried. That's your fault. Exactly. You could have owned this thing, and you said no, and now they do, and they get a million dollars a month from Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg has named it the Sweet Baby Rays Stadium now. Meta, Apparently. meta, sweet baby Ray's, meta, sweet baby Ray's stadium. <laughs> Mark, I'm totally a human, not an
3: alien. I like sweet baby Ray's Zuckerberg. I just don't understand. Uh, I I think a big factor in this was a lot of misinformation. I was talking about this last time. Um, I think uh, social media played a huge part in this. Um, a lot of people did not do their research. Yeah. Um. And it just caught on like wildfire. Sure. And it, and it hurt. It hurt the what they wanted to do, which was get a new stadium, state of the art. Um, and what I didn't know is there's only two other facilities that would be in existence in the league of that magnitude. Um, one in Louisville. And then the Louisville one, $65 million facility. The one in Colorado Springs, Newfield, $42 million. So that would have put us right in the middle of those two high-end facilities in the league, but nobody wanted it. I'm not going to say nobody, but the majority of people didn't want it here. I think a majority of people didn't want
2: that plan, didn't want all that city money to go because they don't understand these types of bonds. Correct. These types of bonds, you can't just say, why don't we fix homelessness? That's not how this bond works. Mm -hmm. That money doesn't go directly to that. Why don't we get more cops? That's not what this bond
3: goes to. That's not how that works and that's I mean, why that's why i say the social media put a big dent into this right because that's what people go on social media and say that's what they harp on without even knowing and i and i'm looking at i'm
2: i'm here on the sports animal text line and i'm looking at the text from our show yesterday the morning show today talking about stadium stuff and there's still texts and statements that are from misinformed people who are still saying the wrong things about the ins and outs of this stadium and believe me, hey loyal listener, if you voted against the stadium, that is your right. Good for you. Uh, if you did it because you don't like the uncertainty of where it was going or the uncertainty of the game plan of the exact logistics of the stadium, hey, I hear you. I agree. That was a very big issue. But at any other of these min- misinformation topics, if that's why you didn't vote, I'm sorry for you that you were a misinformed voter and somebody duped you for political reasons. I agree. But also congratulations to reelected Mayor Tim Keller. Another one by a wide margin. Another one by a wide margin. Not surprised. No, it was expected to be a pretty healthy victory, but his two opponents together (laughs) didn't
3: even add up to half the vote. I knew that was going to happen. That was a pretty big statement. But what I have a question is, how is the dynamic with Mayor Keller and Manny Gonzalez is going to be because Manny has another year. Still sheriff. Being the sheriff. Well, how is he'll, that? he'll probably get reelected too. How is that going to work? You know, what,
2: you know what? I think Mayor Keller should ask Manny Gonzalez like straight away. He was like, okay, Sheriff Gonzalez, you had a lot of commercials on how bad crime is in Albuquerque and it's all my fault. I'm the mayor again. You're still the sheriff. The sheriff. How are you going to defeat all this crime that you were
3: talking about? Right. If it's that bad, we better come together as a team and fix it. Because if not, if they're going to be on opposite ends of this spectrum, it's going to get worse. Sure. It's going to get nothing but worse. If, if you're both concerned, because I saw every
2: commercial. Right. Scary music <laughs> and black and white photography with big red letters. <laughs> how bad crime is. Yeah. <laughs> And they're coming right after your dog. Yeah, Waves of immigrants are going to murder your dog and steal steal your Prius Mm -hmm. specifically. If everything's like that bad and scary in Albuquerque, you guys better come together
3: as a team and fix this, right? Put all of that to the side. You spend all that
2: money on all those scary commercials. You better do something about it.
3: Right. We'll see. It won't take long. Sure. It will not take long. And everybody knows this happens every
2: two years. This happens every four years. Like, fear is used for political motives. Like, if you're not scared of something and everything's hunky-dory, are you even going to go out and vote? No. Are you going to be passionate to to have a a candidate of your choice and then lobby for them and campaign for them? If you're just happy and healthy and safe and everything's sunshine and rainbows— uh, you're not going to go out and vote because like, everything's perfect. Why do I care anymore? No no need for a change. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Congratulations to reelected Mayor Tim Keller. 56 and some change percent of the vote. Pretty overwhelming as far as modern votes go. Oh, yeah. But well, way more overwhelming was the no vote to the stadium bond. Yeah,
4: that's... Man.
2: Two out of three people voted no on the stadium bond. I think um, you're
4: right. There was a lot of confusion to it. I mean, when I first looked at it, it is it is confusing and how it's written out.
2: So, I mean, it's part of their, from what I understand, this might not be completely true, but from what I understand, it's part of New Mexico United's charter, their contract with the USL, that they have to have their own standalone stadium, that they have to have a soccer designated soccer stadium to be part of that league. So the pressure is still on them to get it done and get a deal done somehow. I would love to see it owned by the city or the state and then, you know, just have United matches there, have concerts there, have festivals there, do all kinds of cool stuff there. Use it as a community resource instead of just New Mexico United owning it outright and then just shuttering it every night. There's not a soccer match, right? Welcome back, More Albuquerque. stadium talk when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central. On Soccer stadiumless Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. And ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. Another boring NFL trade deadline.
3: Surprise, surprise. You called it. It's hyped up every year. The rumor mill is way better than the action. That doesn't happen. 100%.
2: (laughs) It's every year. Every year the MLB trade deadline is so sweet. Yes. If the trade deadline wasn't that big of a deal in baseball, there would be no Atlanta Braves this year. Very true. If everyone just hung on to their pieces and – tried to do extensions in the offseason instead of getting rid of people in their last year of their contract. We don't have the Atlanta Braves this
3: year. NFL, nothing happened. It's funny you say that. My team never does anything. I never pay attention to the rumors. Well, I I'll take that back. I pay attention to the rumors, but I know my team is not a part of the rumors. Sure. Ever. They just stand pat every <laughs> yes. year. We'll, we'll be leaking oil from everywhere <laughs> nothing happens
2: and and I know NFL is a different monster look hardcore sports fan I'm 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 not oblivious to this issue like I know it's a completely different sport and you can't just have one guy come in and make a huge difference immediately they have to learn the to playbook they got to be part of team culture they have to know their role in the organization and practice with the dudes all that right established chemistry all that I get it But if you tell me Odell Beckham Jr. is a cancer in the locker room. He doesn't have a relationship with this quarterback. Him and his quarterback are on different pages. And he's still as talented as he says he is. He's still as talented as his dad says he is. And he's still as talented as scouts say he is. Why isn't he moved? Why didn't he get traded at the trade deadline? Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best talents in the league, some of the
3: best hands in the history of the NFL, he can't still get a job. Young, he's still, still young. young. This just goes to it being the Cleveland Browns, being the Cleveland Browns. Remember all of the excitement and oh, Cleveland's gonna be. They had a lot of people had them winning the division. I'm one of them. All of this stuff, and, yeah. and it was a lot of people. Insanely talented roster, top to bottom. To see Odell. You know, the, that video his dad put out, It was that was crazy. That's so funny. <laughs> that was So crazy. funny. It's true. It's true. The it, truth hurts. It, it wasn't cgi It wasn't altered. Those are bad balls. Um, but it just shows that the organization is married to their quarterback. They're married to Mayfield, and I don't know what's going on with them. If it's personal, he just doesn't want to have a connection with Odell. But it's showing, it's showing big time, um, and and the organization going back to what you're saying, why not get some pieces for him? You're not using, you're not using him. Not use him? He's not helping your team win at all. He's
2: not even good enough for a decoy anymore. Right. Why would you, why would you decoy him if he's only
3: going to catch two or three balls a game? Not even catch, get targeted. Yeah, and none of these plays are big plays. None. The, the teams know it, too, so they they don't even care. The he, teams they, that they play, they don't even... They don't game plan. They don't game plan for him at no. all. I don't get it.
2: He still is fast. He can still catch. He still has that that great NFL body. He's got all the tools you need to be a dominant wide receiver. A guy like him with that talent, you should be feeding him 10 or 12 times a game no matter what. But he's not part of the game plan. And when he is part of the game plan,
3: It looks like him and uh, Mayfield are just on a different planet. Right. Not even on the same field. Um, Do you think they're keeping him or they didn't move him because the AFC is kind of open and they're 4-4 and and they still have a chance to do something? Well, I I still think
2: that they're going to get a wild card spot and play in the playoffs. I think the Cleveland Browns are still a playoff-worthy team. Okay. And the, the second end of their the back end of their schedule is a little softer. So they're gonna win a bunch of games once they're healthy playing like a team. But I if it's not you don't get rid of Odell Beckham because you're giving up on your season. You get rid of Odell Beckham because he is not an integral part of your success. Right. He's right. he's just a body now. Somebody else can do their thing with him and turn him back into who he was. Can you
3: see him with the other quarterbacks? In the AFC? Sure. Oh, my goodness. Sure. That's what I don't understand. It's it's so many good quarterbacks in the AFC that will just make you remember who he was. Sure. As soon as he gets on their team. Mayfield's not one of them. No, not at all. No. <laughs> no.
2: Everybody, everybody for the past few years has been like, okay, this is Mayfield's year. Okay, this is Mayfield's right. year. Mayfield's not the quarterback. That his fans think he is.
3: He's not the quarterback that the commercials say he is. His commercials guy, are funny, though. They're funny. They're funny. He, but they're, when you see those commercials, you're like, this dude must be killing it. No, he is On not. the field. No, he's not. Not even close. I mean, he's he's not like
2: – he's obviously not an elite quarterback, but he's not a bad quarterback either. He's like some very small step beyond a game manager because he can make some plays every once in a while – if you if you got your running game going, he can make some really good play action plays happen. But he's not obviously top shelf, but he's not going to lose you games. He's just like a modern day
3: game manager. And that's sad because for Cleveland that's great, especially for what they've had.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what
3: I mean? Yeah, he's a huge step up. It's like this is Bernie part 2 for sure. them. Above average. Yeah. Not going to lose you games, right. but he's not going to win you games either because of his elite talent. But unfortunately, we live in a league now. You have to have a quarterback who's going to go win you the game. I mean, Jarvis Landry is the perfect receiver for Baker Mayfield. He's going to save
2: his his, he's gonna save his butt when mm-hmm. uh when he's when the play breaks down. You get a lot of short passes, a lot of dump offs, intermediate yardage passes, and then you know Rashad Higgins is just like a slightly taller Jarvis Landry. Right. This offense does not need Obel, Odell Beckham
3: who takes the lid off of it. Yeah. And Baker doesn't have that arm. No, he doesn't have it. You throw you throw Odell on your Chargers. Oh my. You
2: throw goodness. Odell on Ooh. my Packers. You throw Odell on the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Even Baltimore. Baltimore. Ooh.
3: Yeah. He's a, he's a
2: different player.
3: I don't know what they're going to do or what they're planning to do. Doesn't look good. I sh- I see that they sent him home from practice and he was he showed up and he thought he was going to practice. The Browns is like, "We're good. You can go home." Yeah, and they're talking to his uh
2: agent about what to do with him. Like are they going to put him in waivers and try to get a trade here? Cuz I mean, obviously they dangled him, right? Like there were
3: trade rumors just like there is on on every potential move. Is this contract too big for them to shop him in that way?
2: All right, I got it. Today's varsity okay, is the varsity of wasted talent. Ooh, I like that. Wasted talent is today's I-9 varsity. I like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just zero interest from the NFL, right? Like, you think some teams will be checking in on the Browns, checking in on Odell Beckham Jr. If you could get him for a conditional six-round pick, it's like, hey, if he catches X amount of balls, this turns into a fifth-round pick. If he does this poorly, it turns into a seventh-round pick. Mm-hmm. If he stays average, it's a six-round pick. you got to think half the league would take a chance on him, right? Correct. I would want him on the Packers. If it doesn't work out, screw
3: it, cut him. We don't need another six-round pick. I was looking here. The Browns have never had a 100-catch receiving season. That's bonkers. Crazy. And you have a guy on your roster right now who could potentially do that for you if you get him the ball. Sure. It's not in their game plan. It's in his dad's game plan. (laughs) (laughs) I can see his dad playing Madden, and he's just – throwing him 25 balls a game, 300 yards a game. Just, I could see him playing Madden and the whole team is Odell. Odell, yeah. The
2: quarterback, the running back, the, the offensive line, the defensive line. Look, I'll get you the
3: ball when it's open.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, NFL trade deadline again, snooze. Nothing. The ghost of Vaughn Miller got
3: traded. Yeah, I don't know why everybody's excited about that. I could see. Well, I'll put it to you this way: He went to a team where he doesn't have to be the man. Sure, so he made some. He can make some spot plays. He's not going to be double teamed. They, they, they can't afford to do that. So he, you know, that's a good situation for him and the Rams. But it's not the Von Miller that everybody's talking about. A hundred percent.
2: He's not the Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. He's not no. the Defensive Player of the Year, Von Miller. No. I think this not only is it. A, I mean, it's a good piece. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have to be take over defense right. dominant anymore. He could be part of a
3: defense now. Kind of like how J.J. Watt is in yeah. Arizona. Well, yeah. when he was healthy, was <laughs> yeah. poor guy. That's a guy you root for too, man. Yeah, like that's
2: a bummer. Yeah, seeing him in the playoffs again would have been sweet. The original Saquon Barkley. Yeah, the guy. <laughs> I think Von Von Miller like makes a statement that we're trying. Oh, yeah. We're going for it this right. year. Like,
3: rally around your boys in the locker room because we're making a play on this thing. If we, If we see Brady down the line, we're trying to break him. That's what that was.
2: More NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. 30 minutes left in the program. Today's I-9 Varsity is The Varsity of Wasted Talent. So if you want to hear our thoughts on the biggest wasted talent in the history of Earth, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's a varsity. You get to make it whatever you want. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. ABQ Central is at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports fred is on assignment today you may be missing his sultry voice and his nonsensical dialogue (laughs) or you may be rejoicing the fact that he has the day off i doubt it because he's the best in the biz and we all miss him when he's gone even vital which he will not admit
4: but instead of fred who
2: exactly oh wow we got Robert <laughs> Buck D. Gibson.
4: We got a strong lineup. D- did did Mike just,
3: Mike Jones, Yeah, Fred, <laughs> he yeah. just he just hooed him, right?
2: <laughs> That's a lot of shade for a little tree back there. <laughs> the
4: leaves are off the tree.
2: But we got my favorite fill-in, Robert
3: Buck D. Gibson, with us. Do you got a comedy show. You're going straight
2: from yeah, here. Yeah,
4: man. You're going straight from here
3: and doing a show. It's been a busy day, you know? I did the 101.3 The Hustle. Did that from noon to three,
4: and now you have something to talk about in your skit or your tonight in your script with uh, Aaron Rodgers.
3: I always have something. It's it, a lot of this stuff writes itself, and that's the dope part about it. But yes, I do have a comedy show tonight. I'm actually hosting a comedy show. It's called the Comedy Roast Battles. It starts at seven thirty tonight at Revel, Albuquerque. Um, you guys come through. Um. We're doing this. All proceeds are gonna go to clothes helping kids. That's sweet, so I'm into that if you you know if you don't want to pay the cover, you could come with some children's clothing. We'll take it and This is a big thing, man. We've been doing the Rose battles for a couple of years, and now that we're at a bigger, better venue, it's really taken off So if you love to hear people talk noise to each other with no holds barred, but still be friendly after the fact. All for a good cause. Talking bad for a good cause.
2: I love roast battles. If you haven't seen one, you have to catch them. Oh, yeah. And the wealth of talent here in Albuquerque is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. If you've never seen some local comedy shows, whether it's a roast battle or some live stuff or some written stuff or whatever it may be, there's a lot of really great comedy here. And you need to support the local scene. You said Revel? Is that Revel? revel? Yeah at Revel at 7:30. Yep. Revel's a really cool spot. You got a lot of options for for dinner and drinks there. Oh yeah. A lot of really cool activities and and tonight go check it out and check out uh Buck D and the rest of the crew having the roast battle.
3: Yes, and it'll be stand-up comedy as well. We have four stand-up comedy acts that'll kick it off and then we'll get into the roast battles. How many matchups are there for the roast battle? 7. 7. So, it's you're 14 doing,
2: comics. You doing rounds? Yes, okay. we do
3: we do Three to five, I believe, if I if I remember how we usually do it. Um, it just depends on how many acts we have.
4: What's the smallest venue you've ever worked in, in doing a comedy skit?
3: Um, a car. Or a <laughs> real talk. <laughs> a
4: closet above a brewing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a car. I am not lying to you. Wow. Yep. How'd that work out? It was it was actually dope. Yeah. I had my reservations. I was like, what? They wanted to film it like for YouTube and stuff. And they had a driver, I was in the passenger seat, and three people were in the back seat. And what was happening was we would go and pick up new three people, and I was doing my stuff. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. That is a really cool idea. The way they explained it, I was like, what? And then once we started doing it, I loved it.
4: That's novel. I like that.
3: So you've been killing it on the show. We really appreciate you covering.
4: Yeah.
2: And, I mean, you're just hilarious, and you're so knowledgeable about the sports world, and you have unique information and unique takes on everything that's going on in the news where where
3: can the loyal listener find you on social media social media you could find me um buck underscore dangerous that's my handle on twitter that's my handle on instagram on facebook you can just find me under robert gibson g-i-p-s-o-n with a P. With a P. Gibson. Robert right. Gibson. Nobody ever gets that right. But D <laughs>
2: at Buck underscore dangerous on yes. all the social medias. Right. Trust me, if you like him on here, you're going to love him in front of a microphone and a crowd. One of the most talented dudes in town, if not the most talented dude
3: in town. Hey, I like the second part of that. <laughs> I like I don't know about the first part. of That second part, yes. Sweet. Um, also, I have a podcast called The BS Show. Um, we let loose. Fred chime, was was with us last night chiming in. He was watching and, and commenting. We talk about any and everything, no holds barred, of course. You can find that anywhere that you listen to podcasts, or you can catch us live on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. under the BS show on YouTube. And I want you, you, Van, you and Fred, well, Fred already spoke for you. You guys are coming on. Oh yeah, you guys are yeah, coming on.
2: We're planning on it. Yes, and it and it's it's more casual.
3: Yes, casual. We uh, we have a great production. Um, shout out to our production guy Larry. He has us looking and sounding crisp. Well, I need a lot of help with the looks, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, Thank, because thanks for that. That was the only way I wanted to do a podcast. Yes, he 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 has us looking and sounding great. Are you guys like? Taking it super easy, like just the
2: boys hanging out having drinks. That's what it is. Okay, sweet. that's exactly what. I'm it way was. into that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. That's the goal for this show is to give it that feel, right. but still like classic sports radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to be right in the middle of those two things. Yeah,
3: and and it, it's great because we all have our own beliefs, our own way of thinking, and it meshes.
2: Um, and that's a cool thing about me and Fred. Even though like we're dear friends in real life, yeah. I mean we're we're different people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we
3: share a lot of the same beliefs, but we're more different than we are alike. It makes for great entertainment, for sure, and and also for people to on the outside who are either looking or listening in. It's, it's you can tell, right? It's way more entertaining than two people who are exactly the same have the same thought process, and you're like a couple of yes men sitting around agreeing (laughs) with each other. Yes,
2: (laughs) I I agree. (laughs) You know what? You're right. Next segment.
4: How how long did you go without, because of the COVID, the pandemic, how long did you go without doing any skits at all?
3: Uh, No, without doing any gigs or anything like that. Yeah, just
4: being stuck in the house 23 hours a day.
3: Well, that's actually how the podcast came about. My last show was in Phoenix the week that school shut down here, that first week in March. And then I went, ooh-wee. They wanted me to do, like, virtual shows. I'm not with that. No. I can't feel the energy. I'm an energy person. Sure. Uh, so that was a no-go. And I started I, – this is when I really started – I was against Facebook Live, and I started doing stuff on there. Then we created the podcast. So that the podcast really helped me get all of that energy out until the show started back up again. Me and Fred were doing podcasts and Facebook Live
2: and Instagram Live – uh, at the beginning and middle of COVID, until we got uh, a little more invested into this show, right? we were supplementing our Saturday show with doing mm. just whatever, yeah. like whatever we wanted on mm. Facebook, and that would be like more casual, a couple cocktails in front of us, yeah, a little later at night, yeah, a different crowd, you know, yeah. different subject matter, and obviously no FCC
3: rules, yeah, and regulations. And so I call it I call it my therapy. Okay, I could really let off what I can't say over the FCC airwaves. so. And, and me and Fred on this show, we try to be as
2: close to ourselves as possible yeah. with still being radio personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's Fre- Fred Slow, the human being, and Fred Slow, the radio personality, isn't the same person. Right. It's him turned up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and you same, have to. The Same thing with me. Yeah,
3: yeah, You have, like, that's how it has to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes we just have to create content and generate content and i don't always believe with what i'm saying out loud oh yeah i want to be fully transparent now that sometimes i take topics that i wouldn't cover otherwise yeah and sometimes i take stances that i wouldn't cover otherwise to generate content and i mean you have to do that as as an entertainer exactly
4: do you robert um when you're going through your material do you like being kind of raw, you know, like a lot of cuss words? Or as Jerry Seinfeld says, he likes to be a little more creative and make you think about what he's saying.
3: Well, uh, with me, I I like to be raw and make you think, to be honest. So one of the hardest things that for me to do in comedy was to learn how to read the crowd. Mm. So- it sounds like it's something easy, but that's one of the good things about doing comedy in Albuquerque because the crowds are so diverse. You can be on one side of town one night, go to the other side of town the next night and be completely different. So it hones you so when you do go out of town to a place that does have a comedy club, it's easy. It's it's so much easier. Cuz you you're here, you're at breweries, you're at bars. You got to grab attention. We go to a comedy club, they're already there waiting for you. Right, right, right. They're ready to laugh. So to piggyback on that, let's yeah.
2: say let's say you have a 5 or 10 minute set. You got your tight 5. Yeah. You got your ten prepared, whatever, and you got these different crowds. Mm-hmm. Is it the same material
3: with like a different inflection, or do you just completely change the material for the crowd? No, I I don't change. The, here's what here's when it comes to me. I don't. I'm me, and it works wherever you go, whatever what, crowd. I'm me. Okay. And a lot of people, other comedians, are like, "How are you able to do that?" I said, "Because comedy is a window. It's like this window here to mic." you let people look in and find out about you and then what happens is they're like, oh, we're not different. Sure. You know, it, sure. It's basically you taking them on a journey to, to let them know we're the same, we're laughing at the same stuff. I love it. Hit them with yeah. uh, the event tonight again. Yo, it, it's at 7.30. It is the Comedy Roast Battles at Rebel Albuquerque. Um, and like I said, this is for a good cause. All proceeds are going to The Kids Clothing Incorporated here in Albuquerque. So if you guys aren't doing anything, come through. I guarantee you'll have a good time. Promise you that. More Buck D and more
2: I-9 varsity of wasted talent when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central we're at home in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee here at ABQ Central. If you have a youngster looking for something to do, wants a hobby, curious about sports, it's not just baseball, football, basketball at I-9. There are a lot of other interests. If your child is... Interest is peaked and having some more to do. I highly recommend you check out I9. We love them here. We love what they did during COVID and we love what they're continuing to do for the youth of Albuquerque. Today's I9 varsity is varsity of wasted talent. Hmm. I like this one. And this popped up because we were talking about Odell Beckham Jr. being wasted. On the Cleveland Browns, that if you take that skill set, you take that speed, you take that athleticism, you take those hands. Somewhere else, you probably got yourself a Pro Bowler again. So, you want to go first? You want me to go first?
3: You go ahead. You you punt. You you punt it. You punt it. Go ahead. So, where do you want me to go? I have sports. I have hip hop. I have actors. That's that's just the. uh, I'll 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 kick it off with a sports one. Okay, we're a sports show. Okay, um, this one name who I thought was going to be a beast out of college, went to nebraska Lawrence Phillips ooh Lawrence Phillips that's a good that's one. that's a real good one. yeah he was a man, and you know I, I watched this documentary, what he went through I don't it, it seems like it, it's now it was more like mental health issues, and how he ended up was a tragedy, but him on that field. Out of Nebraska, I was like, this is the new Bo Jackson. When I, I remember watching him play, and I was like, this is the man. So all of the stuff he went through, went to the Rams, had all type of problems. So that's my sports wasted talent. Okay. I got a theme.
2: The first on my list of wasted talent is a talented singer-songwriter, beautiful individual, a beautiful voice unlike any at the time. Janice Joplin. Oh, that's a good one. Went out early. Some coke and pills and SoCo. A little southern comfort in the belly. <laughs> it's a bad mix. Who knows what would have happened to Janice Joplin if she would have lived past her
3: passing. So that's some wasted talent from me. Who you got next? Actor. Has okay. some ties to Albuquerque. Okay. I've seen this guy down... By the L Ray, just chilling one day. And I was like, hey, you're the guy from Transformers. And he's like, yeah. He starts rapping. I'm not even lying to you. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Wasted to me. That guy, I thought he was going to be the next guy in line in the vein of maybe De Niro, something like once he got a little older, because he was on that path, I thought.
2: Uh, I could agree there um, with one caveat. Okay. Have you seen or heard of, uh, oh, my God, what's it called? Not, I was, Peanut Butter Falcon. No. Watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay.
3: Okay. I'm going to put this in my phone right yeah, now.
2: It is so good. If you if you were disappointed in Shia LaBeouf's career so far, yeah. definitely check out Peanut Butter Falcon. He completely redeems himself in that movie.
3: Okay. I, I, that's what I like to hear because I like the guy. Next also,
2: with uppers, pills, and too much booze in his system, a wasted talent you have a theme
3: going on jim
2: morrison oh jim morrison of the doors doors i think with the the la woman album they're finally really catching their stride okay kind of getting that blues rock going on mixed with their american psychedelic who knows what would have happened to the
3: doors if he kept going my next answer on wasted talent is jim morrison this one may surprise you and and, and it's a hip-hop artist okay one half of Outkast, Andre 3000. Because he's not prolific enough. He doesn't do anything. He don't do anything. He hasn't <laughs> he's got put out nothing. a solo project, anything. Big Boy's put out four since they left, since they broke up. He hasn't been on an album since he was 31. He's now 44. Never done a solo project. He'll throw little bits, verses here and there. We want the whole wop from him, and I think it's just wasted talent. I want to like a To Pimp a Butterfly kind of album Ooh, from yeah.
2: Andre 3000, just like drawing on every piece of art that's ever inspired him and making
3: something amazing. Right. Now he's just playing the flute in airports. He's just hanging I out. don't get he's it. hanging out. Like such a gem that we're not being able to see shine. Fashion sense is on point, though. Oh, yeah. He's always going to do that. That's how he got Erykah Badu.
2: More drugs, pills, and booze. Another member of, if you haven't noticed so far, the 27 Club, Jimi Hendrix. Nobody played guitar like Jimi Hendrix, an absolute wealth of talent. Who knows what he would have created if he was free to pursue all of his
3: artistic endeavors. We're up against it. You got one more real quick? I got one more. I'll go to sports. Um, I'll take it to... Michael Beasley. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Michael Beasley. He was always there. Always there. Always there. Not quite. Led the league in. uh, Led the league. Led the nation in scoring out of Kansas. Kansas State came out, didn't do anything. Thank you so
2: much for being with us today, Buck. Uh, You're back on Friday, right? Friday, man. All right, we got more Buck D on Friday. Go check out the comedy roast battle at. Revel tonight at 7.30. 7.30 for a good cause, you guys. For a good cause. Thanks for joining us tonight. You've been listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal.